Okay, so the recording is started. I'll just get yep, turn this video. Okay, yep. so I'll turn this video off. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you fine, mate. Hey. Okay. Hey. So I've turned off the other one. This meeting's recorded by the host of Despair. Fantastic. I think we're fine now. That was stressful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, how, you said you were at a pony club thing yeah so um, my niece and nephew they do pony club so um, yeah my sister asked me if I'd go with her to the pony club practice so yeah I've been there this afternoon after work on a Tuesday it's not it's not bad being a kid yeah well yeah I think they do every Tuesday practice and then yeah competition most Sundays I think it is alright is that just uh, like strictly games as well yeah strictly games yeah so it's pony club games yeah, yeah. cool 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 PC practice so yeah Sick. my sister tries to get me to go along quite often but it depends what time I finish work so I managed to finish slightly early today so you must be like a bit yeah. of a hero to all the kids um I don't know I don't really tell most of the kids that I do go into that but obviously some of the kids know one of the parent um she knows because I used to ride with her and then um Joe Gubb she's the team uh -huh. trainer so she's there too so yeah I try to sit by the sideline and just sort of watch but I always tend to be dragged in to help with vaulting or some sort of you know yeah try and give some sort of knowledge across so I'm sure they benefit from your your input anyway. Um, but anyway, yeah, Bruce, yeah. so we're just going to have a chat, really. It doesn't really matter. Like we, I was talking to you at the yeah. bar the other night, so it was good fun. Yeah. Uh, but always, obviously, we had a couple always. Yeah. Obviously, we were a couple yeah. of pints in, so uh, the mm -hmm. conversation was uh, controversial oh, and no one no one was <laughs> holding back. Uh, so, yeah. and we got excited and decided we'd hop on a podcast. Um, also, yeah. after your recent success, Success uh, at the Struck League starter, which I think was very good from a new team. Which I know you're like, it's not my team. I'm not in a position to talk about it. It's Joe's team, um, yeah. but it's just very cool. Like, and that just shows again, like the the modest person that you are. I'm not trying to claim anyone's anyone's light. Uh, but it was just like, like it was really cool to see a team come out of nowhere uh, and you guys did really well. So I was, was keen to chat to you about that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I just enjoyed chatting with you anyway. So and like, I know you said uh, like people don't want to hear what I have to say, but like it's just an interesting person. You're around at all the games competitions. I enjoy talking to you. Uh, it must be mm -hmm. like even me, like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a nobody. I'm, I'm new here. Um, and like, but even like say Joe, for example, Joe Garnett. Uh, there were so many people that came to me after his podcast and they were like wow this was like so insightful like we see him around at all the competitions and like obviously yeah. like he's always polite and you like walk past you say hello and like that said like they had no idea that like, he was that kind of person and like they mm -hmm. like they really enjoyed hearing from him and it's just nice to like get to know someone that they see around so often so I guess even if we just even if we don't even get to chatting ponies which is impossible because I've got a bunch of questions for you <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would just be cool for people just to get inside of like sort of who you are and how you think which is pretty cool Cool. Okay, yeah, cool. Well, yeah, so I mean, I very basically it started off. I have like I usually have like a piece of paper oh. and I get excited and start writing down a bunch of things that I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Um, and it, it starts off without without much uh, excitement. It just says like, you know, finding about who you are and what you do. So you can just get the ball rolling with that and we'll go down whatever rabbit holes that takes us down. But obviously, okay. Dan Saunders, that's what teams yeah. you're writing for, how you got into games, how you like where you are now, okay. that sort of thing. Uh -huh. What you do, like, 
I know you drive a cool Audi. You're into cars. We, 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 we know um, that. But yeah, yeah just like a bit about you. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm Dan Saunders. Um, I'm 35, so I'm quite an OAP in the sport nowadays. You know, there's not many people my age that still do it. But, um, yeah, I've made a little bit of a list anyway. So basically, I started in Pony Club. And um, my Pony Club, uh, I was in juniors. And my senior team went to Wembley, and which was like the grand final. And um, they got chucked out of there. So basically, I never got to ride in the seniors because they got banned. So I got asked to then join MGA by Sharon Tavener. And um, yeah, because basically her kids were in my team. They all did MGA. And um, they asked me to join MGA. So I joined MGA um, and I went straight into her team, which was Greater London North. And I stayed with them for minis and juniors. Um, I was with them for a few years and was barely successful. And because it was minis and juniors back in the day, you didn't really have age groups, so to speak. It wasn't like under 12s, under 15s, under 18s. It was a lot smaller back then. So I did a lot of minis and juniors in Great London North. Um, I then went to another team, South Kent, and I think I did two years there, which was a more of a mediocre, wasn't really a top, top level team. Yeah. Um, I then got asked to join Shropshire North, which was a made up team between me and my friend. And um, yeah, it was quite successful. Um, I had a pony, which I made myself, um, and we did really well. Um, I then sold that pony and I gave up for six years. And um, I didn't ever think I'd come back. And what then, brought you back? Um, basically, I had a relationship. And when I split Ooh. up with the girl, yeah, I had a re- uh, I was 17 at the time um, and basically I gave up games and for six years I did not have anything to do with horses and then yeah I split up with the girl and then I went to a practice just to watch my sister and um, I got dragged into showing someone how to do stepping stones because they weren't doing stepping stones correctly and then I got sort of roped into doing a couple of shows just from that practice just from going there and watching um, so yeah I went to a couple of shows I borrowed someone's pony and I just got the bug again really so that was it I went and bought another pony jeez okay and so which I'm pony was that really hard, but, so, yeah, that's alright I'm getting a little little rounder yeah I bought a pony um, it had never done game at all so I bought this pony um, I tried to teach it games it was not one bit interested so I then bought another pony um, he was a bit of a, a loose cannon so to speak he was he was from a local yard near me and he kept rearing up going over backwards on people so I thought oh, that sounds like a bit of me so I took him to a show um, he could do I taught him to do games and he was actually quite good at games but my problem was when people would come into a pass to me he'd rear up and my team was scared uh, to bring a pass into me um, so I sort of had my spare pony in a corral at the side and my team convinced me to bring the spare pony in instead in the final <laughs> so my first race on this pony that was not one bit interested in doing games was joust so I thought right so if shot a bar, I'm just going to go for a flyer so I took a flyer took the joust and got it and my team was like can you ride this pony for the rest of the final so I rode her for the rest of the final my team begged me never to bring the other pony back in the ring because they scared <laughs> it so yeah so the pony that was not interested in games then become my games pony she'd obviously stood by the side of the field watching me train the other pony taking it all on and um, <laughs> I then end up selling her to a young girl in game and um, I then moved on from that pony and I then bought pony I have now 
Persia. Um, and I was riding Gretel and North at that time after my accident. Um, I rode her for roughly three years, but on and off. So I had her and I bought another pony. Um, it was a little <laughs> boy. Bought another like pony. <laughs> there's a bit, yeah, of a, like, a bit of a pattern going like on. I always like to have a couple. Like I don't think it's any good just having one pony. I always think that it's good to have a spare just in case. Like, you know, if you're doing too many competitions or whatnot, it's always good to have a spare. So I had my so-called spare pony, but Persia was just coming on better and better. So, um, yeah, I was riding... Gretel the London chestnut? North. Yeah, the chestnut that I ride now, yeah, my main pony today. Um, so, yeah, I was riding Great London North. Um, I then had quite a bad car. Um, I'd sold spare pony, Bling, just before my car accident, probably about three months before. So I had my car accident. Um, Persia had come on really, really well. I'd just done some individuals in Dorset, and, um, yeah, I was land in hospital and I was told that basically I'd never walk again that's going to chop my leg off and that's going to amputate my leg just below the knee there was no way of repairing my leg and um, yeah they basically wrote me off just for everybody listening to hear that like the crazy shit that you do like on a horse every weekend like just hearing that is like mind blowing yeah so I had six surgeons around me at my bedside telling me adamantly um, there was no way of repairing my foot Um, the only thing to do was to chop my left leg off just below the knee and I was never going to ride a horse to that level my career was over Um, yeah so basically I was feeling like my life was over but I had a good stern talk to myself and um, I'm quite a stubborn person at times. don't like to be told what I can and can't do. And I had a big argument with surgeons on my bedside. And I told them they was all wrong. And I said, give me the opportunity to be able to do this again. I said, otherwise, my life is over. And what is the point of me being here? It sounds pretty bad to say that, but that's how I felt at the time. So uh, out of the six surgeons, five of them was adamant that they didn't want to do the operation. Basically, it was a waste of money. That's beyond end all. Quicker, cheaper to chop my leg off and send me on my way rather than any operation real operation any rehabilitation they was happy just to wipe their hands with me I managed to convince one surgeon one out of the six to try this operation and he was happy with my mental state the fact I was willing to fight I wasn't going to give up so he managed to convince the surgeons even though there was not one bit interested in doing it to do this operation today I still have my foot Um, and your foot and like I would never have known because I think you told me about this car accident the one time and I was like okay then you showed me your foot I was like holy shit you, you have like a piece of like what's something from your leg on your foot like your foot is like constructed it's completely made up like there's actual there's not much foot going on there no so basically <laughs> um, my big toe is the only one that's still intact with bone um, the other four has got metal rods going through so I've got four fused toes um, one toe still attached with the bone um, and then I've got a skin graft from the inside of my fire and I've then got a big um, what they call a flap of skin which is also from my fire which has got um, large fat shoe attached to it so my foot is um, not very attractive let's put it that way it doesn't look great oh, so you best uh, avoid any girls with uh, foot fetish I'm joking <laughs> well, unless they've got a weird foot fetish you know um, yeah but yeah, it's not something I tend to show the women. That's for sure. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, like when when I like when I first saw it, I was just so mind blown because like I had no idea that you know that that, that this is sort of what I was talking about with the whole podcast thing. Like unless mm-hmm. someone sits down and like even the first time I spoke with you or the fifth time I spoke with you, like it doesn't you don't just go around pulling out your accident. Like you don't be like oh you know I was in a car accident. Look at my foot. Like with me, it's a bit different. Like I'm six foot eight. Like <laughs> so yeah, I'm mm-hmm. really tall. Like they can see from miles 
miles away. But like people don't know this about you, man. And like I thought it was crazy because like the fact that when when I saw your foot, I was like, how does this guy do what he does? Like it is insane. But then I guess as you say, it's yeah. just like the that willpower that you had to I guess persevere. Mind over matter, I think a lot of the time is if you're adamant you're going to do something and overcome something, you will. I think if you're just going to give up, then it's over, isn't it? You know, there's a lot of injury. I've ridden with a lot of people that make excuses. Um, I've always been a stubborn bastard. I don't like to be told what I can and can't do. So I like to prove people wrong. You know, I'm old. I should be fast as a cripple. But there's nothing better than going out there and beating someone on the ground that has got say multiple world titles someone that's younger than you that's fully able someone that thinks they're better than you like there's a lot of people out there that i think are far too confident that think they're amazing just i like i like to show what i am on the field of play that's the way i see it you know there's no point shouting about yourself bigging yourself up you know we're all just average riders all depends what happens on the day we can all make mistakes yeah you know you can go home and practice 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 but if you haven't got the right mental state in the ring on that day it is short or bust isn't it yeah like then that's been a topic of conversation like a lot of the podcast with sort of mindsets and we had mm-hmm. Emma Weir on like sports psychologist talking about all of that yeah. uh, and I think yeah it's such a huge thing and you being a trainer as well um, I'm sure you mm-hmm. have to see it from like a third perspective as well like and trying to control that from other people yeah which is pretty cool mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't want to get yeah. too distracted so we were going through your little storyline I was trying to just finish the storyline to where we are now so you, yeah. you had your, your injury yeah, you were so riding I, for yeah so I had my accident I was riding for Great London North at the time um, I then come back um, I've been riding with friends for Great London North and I felt like I needed to take a step away from riding with my friends and because I didn't want to let people down, but I also needed to step away from riding with my friends. I've been riding with my friends for a few years then, and we hadn't really been going anywhere. We'd, we'd made C finals and stuff. We had good teams, but it just wasn't working. And I didn't know how I was going to come back. Okay, yeah, I was positive that I could do it, but you just never know. So I made myself a team, um, Greater London West, we called ourselves. Um, we did two shows, and people just wasn't up for doing all the shows. They kept letting me down for shows so I folded the team but by that time by my second show I already had a friend that asked me to ride with him the following season he was making a team and it was gonna be a good team so I thought I've gone out there I've done two shows I've proved to the sport I can vault and I can keep up with everyone now I should just go home and just practice and just make sure I come out strong the next season so my friend made a team called Gloucestershire and we went out we we did okay, but um, there was a few hiccups in the team. There, there was a relationship in the team. And obviously, okay. relationships in the team don't always work. So the, the couple had a falling out a few times during the season. So it didn't quite work out as well as it could have. Because we had a good team. But sure. obviously, the relationship got in, got in the way of the team, basically. So I've stayed with them for the season. Um, I then put an advert out um, saying I was looking for a team the following season. And Hampshire and asked me to join them and I accepted um, and then a week later Mick Lamb asked me to join them um, Hampshire, Hampshire North at the time were in the championship which um, we had two leagues back then we had the championship and the premiership we had Hampshire North which were a very good team in the championship and then Mick Lamb were like top top team in the premiership but uh, I'd been asked by Hampshire I'd agreed to ride with Hampshire so I stayed with Hampshire for the season sure um, we went in the championship we was a very very good team in the championship um, yeah we was okay we had people from all over the world um 
it was a good team, and I was considering staying with for the second season. But Gemma Thomas, she was adamant. She wanted me in her team for the following season, and she was pestering me. And um, <laughs> it was a major proud moment for because they had the likes of well herself, Gemma Thomas, fantastic rider with equipment. She is absolutely awesome. Um, Jack Edwards, again, very good rider. He'd ridden internationally many times. Um, been right up there as far as I was concerned every single year. And then, well, you had the other two. Um, Iwine, if one knows Iwine. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then you had uh, the other lad, and uh, he was absolutely awesome too. Who was the other lad? Why do I feel like? Why do I feel like you you keeping me on here? Uh, well, John. Why? Why? John but why, why didn't you bring him up in the first in the first place? <laughs> John Evan, because have you ever seen John Evans ride? Like, and the videos of him riding. Uh, yeah. Oh, when we, on the weekend, Owen Owen was showing me videos. He was like, "Have you seen? You need to see this." And he was showing me videos. This is the wow. best rider. Ever. Well, I rode with John Evans and Owen. John Evans was just some of the stuff he used to do, like was just out of this world. It really was. Like, I used to sit there, mug shuffle, and we'd have Gemma go first, John, Owen. And I'd literally in the A final, I'd literally drop down and do mug shuffle. Like them three were that good. It was ridiculous. Like we didn't actually get to win a show, but some of the stuff John Evans put out of the hat, it was just like you, you just couldn't understand how he did it. And <laughs> I won as well. He was at a level that year that he was he was awesome. He was. He was. And I was looking at these two young lads thinking, How have I got to ride with it? Really? Like, yeah. So to me, like I didn't feel like I deserved to ride with them, but on the other hand i felt they've wanted me to ride with them which was a major major boost for me really was so yeah um going from being in the hospital being told you'd never walk again etc um i actually made a bucket list of things i wanted to do and making an a final was one of them and they made that happen for me oh sick so yeah nice. that, was a major, <laughs> that was a major thing ticked off my bucket list for sure um and wasn't even making an a final was was competing in an a final which is a major difference you know making AA final a year is a bit different to every single being show. A, being and, an A final team, yeah. Yeah, and you know, coming full third and stuff like that, you know, it, it was it was major. It really was. So yeah, I, I rode with them. I think for two years with that team sure. um, and then John John gave up games. Um, Owen left, um, and then there was me, Gemma, Jack. And a couple of others. Um, the team sort of dropped down a level or two. Um, we're still making A finals. It just wasn't the same, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and then two years ago, I think it was, um, my sister and John Vaughan and a couple of others made the team Hertfordshire. And Hertfordshire is my home county. That's where I live. That's where I'm from. Um, so they made a team and my sister was on about giving up possibly because of her children, their riding and everything. So, um, yeah, I, I wanted to try and help my sister live a sort of dream that I have in making an A final or two. So I then joined Hertfordshire um, because of COVID and stuff. Um, ended up being two seasons. Seasons. So rode Hertfordshire for two seasons, and then um, yeah, last year didn't quite go as planned. There was a couple of heated moments, should we say, in the ring. <laughs> and out of the ring um, and then the legend that be Joe Garnett offered me a ride in his team and how can you say no like when someone Joe Garnett asks you to ride with him you're not likely to say no are you like the amount of titles he's got and everything you know and the person he is as well the team player um, yeah he asked if I'd be interested in joining his team and uh, yeah. it was a no brainer really so yeah joined his team for this year um, we've done one show so far um, it's gone pretty pretty well so far um, it's only one show so far so 
So let's see what the future holds for us. Um, so yeah, go on. How did how did that all come about? That team. So like that was this, this team of Joes. That was for this first like uh, the Strike League starter. Yeah. Uh, how how did he go about? creating that team like how did he contact you about that like because like, it's always interesting in the beginning of the year because it, it's a lot of like hush and silence and sort of a yeah. surprise you get to the first competition and it's like all these new teams appear um, mm-hmm. it's just quite interesting um well we had a few conversations last year not really about teams and whatnot but just about riding in general um and then i don't know i felt like it come out the blue to be honest with you because i was trying i personally was trying to make another Hertfordshire team for last for this year and um i'd asked a couple of young riders if they'd be interested in joining me and John. Recording in progress. We are back. We're back, baby. <laughs> yeah. Right. Where would you like me to go back to? Uh, I reckon we can just crack on with... So Joe invited you to ride for Yorkshire. Okay. So, um, Which was pretty cool. Uh, and you guys did yeah. pretty well at the Struck League starter uh, and you made the A-finals. So that was kind of one of, one of the questions that I had for you. Um, you guys came, what, third, second? Second, yeah. That's insane. We come, we come second. Um, so yeah, Joe asked me end of last year um, over Messenger. He messaged me and um, said, would you be interested in joining my team? And I didn't even need to ask him who was in the team. I was like, yes. And he said, <laughs> and he said would you like to bring John with you? And I was like, yes. <laughs> um, I will ask John, but I know what the answer is going to be. So I messaged John and said, um, I've been invited to go and join Joe's Joe Garnett's team. Do you want to come with? And he was like, basically, that's not even a question. So yeah, so John joined as well. Um, unfortunately, he's had a bit of transport issues for the first okay. show um yeah i'm hoping he's going to be here for the next show because um we had lung uh, young luke with us luke grimshaw um mm-hmm. for the first show um luke was awesome he really was he rode absolutely amazing but with john added to the team it would just be that extra um yeah so having john in the team too would just give us that extra boost i believe yeah and like well you've been riding with him for a while now so like i'm yeah. sure like, it'll, be, it'll be a cool dynamic like you guys know yeah. each other so, so well yeah so i've ridden with john for the last two years um so obviously me and john have a good balance between us um and as well me and john we can swap positions we can both do very similar positions so like we can both go first in toolbox both go first in association um both do first or last in sock um same with founders like we can both chop and change um just gives you more like flexibility and stuff within the team yeah yeah sure and and we've both got a good pass between us as well so we've we've got a good understanding so um yeah one thing about your team the one thing about your team, team yeah, yeah going into going into that a final we were oh. we were very close uh, overnight it was between us two to be making the I think and one other team I don't remember who it was now but I'm pretty sure yeah. you guys pipped us by one point in that third session uh, the first you session because huh? um, you, you I think you guys were like, you were last into the A final right and then you still you managed to pull it out the bag no we went third third into the A final I'm pretty sure yeah, we went maybe. third in because um, we had two good hard heats we had two hard heats at the beginning um and we was right up there with points. And basically, we went into our third heat, or third session, sorry. Um, and I think we needed about 15 points to make the A final. Um, and our third session was our easiest one. Um, yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure. 
pretty sure we entered third or fourth, but we, we was in there quite comfortably. We didn't... Oh, yeah. I think I'm thinking of the wrong team. I think I'm thinking of that West Sussex then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah we, we went into our last session and we were pretty confident that basically as long as we went in every race and went up and down, didn't get eliminated, we was okay. So it was a whole... It sounds a little bit arrogant, but we need to save our ponies and we just needed to not go and fuck things up. Yeah. So as long as we went out in every race, didn't make a mistake, or hardly any we was comfortable and then obviously once we made the final if we made the final as long as we didn't fuck things up then we go a bit harder but we was we was very very confident going into our third session that we'd pretty much already made it we'd done the yeah, hard work so you guys came out of the woodwork from well from nowhere it was a new team and managed to put like put yeah. together a decent performance um mm-hmm. like what kind of strategy like did you guys have a strategy for that competition like when you're going into your first session or like i know joe's like a pretty chilled mellow guy he's wanting yeah. to go out and have fun yeah no basically we went there um we were the underdogs um joe is really the only real known rider um the other three of us um i'd say luke grimshaw's young lad he's 16 um so obviously the four of us had to keep him level-headed and just guide him through it but there's the other three of us which are pretty well unknown as being top top riders um and we just had to go in and just do our job. Um, as far as we all had a little chat, basically, if Joe was happy to ride with us, we can't be that bad. Yeah. So that I think that gave us all enough boost not to go out there and do anything different, but just go out and be ourselves, just go up and down, do our thing. Because if Joe Garnett wants to ride with you, <laughs> you can't be too bad. That, that's the way I see it. Yeah, that, I guess, that, I guess Yes. That's the way I see it. I didn't need to go out and prove myself because I'm have to prove myself just being me to Joe anyway. And that was good enough. So I just had to go and be myself. And I think everyone else felt the same. You didn't need to go out and overdo anything. And how did that and, change when it came to the A final? So like once you guys had made that A final, you guys knew, okay, cool. Well, this is obviously working. Now you're well, stepping up and everyone knows you get into the A final and it's a different kettle of fish. It's like now you're every... Yeah, you need to step it up slightly. But the way... Like I've ridden for many years now and the way I see it is you need to go as fast as you can as long as you know 100% you're going to get things right so don't try and do something that you've never done before I, um, as you say I, I, I train an under 18 team um, and I try and keep them as level headed as I can so going into the A final in the new team I had to do as I preach Yeah. go as fast as you can knowing 100% you're going to get things right um, I don't know how many mistakes we made or whatnot, but it was pretty consistent um, a lot of time I went out as first man I don't need to come back first as long as I come back in or around the pack then we're going to keep enough pressure on everyone else because if you're at first if you'll come back first the pressure's on you the way I see it yeah. if you've got two or three people behind you on your ass, pressure's on you if you can just sit on someone's ass then you're putting the pressure on them and you don't need to push and race everyone ride your own race 100 and then yeah. like uh well, video was saying when video was on the podcast frodo uh yeah. he was saying like when he checked the like he did the maths on whatever world individuals finals or whatever it was uh, uh-huh. and like consistently about 50 percent of any heat that is in will make a mistake in any given race yeah uh so basically you're just getting the race right so even if you're the slowest like you say you like if you're not pushing yeah then chances are you're getting three points four mm-hmm. points 
seconds. Yeah. Uh, and then the guys that are pushing first, second, third, chances are they're going to be making mistakes. So if you're sitting in there for second and third, chances are you're going to be getting more than what you sort of bargained for in the first place. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Which is kind of what Tom and I experienced this weekend, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so sticking to the league starter uh, as well. First, congratulations. Well done, guys. You guys wrote incredibly. Um, yeah. Your team's super exciting. Um, the knockout individuals at the same time, I thought I wanted to bring that up just because I saw some insane writing from a little Luke Stokes. I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure who he was against in that knockout knockout individuals, but it was definitely Sadie was in there, and I saw. Uh, Elliot, Elliot, Elliot. Well, it was, Elliot. Was it was Elliot. Yeah, I saw it on a big grey. Um, yeah. and he gassed both of them on the way home in that high-low race. I'm sure you would remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like ridiculous. And anyway, he won the race, and it was everyone was going flat out. And for a little guy to, well, a young guy to have, I don't know, it just takes balls, and he got it right. So just wanted to shout yeah. that out because it was flipping yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, young, young Lou so he rode brilliantly like against a top top under 18s and a top top open rider he should be so proud of himself because he had some he had the hardest heat he really did for sure like, yeah that that heat was insane Luke was well he is a fantastic little rider and then against Elliot Stockwell and Sadie Locke like he had yeah, the I hardest I feel like he stepped up hardest for sure. it looked hardest insane route. really did yeah and this is the second year I think he's ridden like that um I don't really know his team. I don't think his team's fantastic that he rides in. No, I've commented for them a couple of times and he's definitely an yeah. outstanding rider. <laughs> yeah, yes. I've got, give, I've got to give a lot of praise to him. He's, he's a fantastic little rider. He really is. And then there was really one insane. one other, which I'd, I would like to, I mean, I wonder if you agree, but Hope Regan, I think is her surname, Hope, on the little yeah. um, firecracker I, I, chestnut. Uh, but I've before, never, but, really but, but... never really met her before, but... I was very impressed with her. I don't blame very you for not meeting her. She's 14. I think uh, I said hello to yeah. her for the first time this weekend. Like, I don't, I, no one knows, yeah. I guess, who she is. She's a, yeah, she's, she's riding my friend's team. But she's, she's fast. She's quick. fast, accurate. She's she's a very good young rider. I, di- I didn't um, know she was only 14. I didn't. But I'm pretty very... sure. Um, I, I mean, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm, yeah. that's what I heard. Um, but yeah. at that knockout individuals as well, she was pretty damn accurate. Oh, and she was, she was holding quick. her own. She was, yeah. If, if she's that age then yeah she's got a bright future ahead of her she really has yeah so i was yeah. excited about that and i've been talking to tom because we we're obviously always looking for guest riders for our team this year mm-hmm. and we're talking to like well tom and benna capo because i was like i think hope's insane like did you see her knockout individuals because obviously she had a good performance yeah um and i think better said something about her being like uh, like yes she is really good and like there's a couple of these young riders that mm. have such insane nat- like natural talent they just need to like yeah. grow into themselves because she's oh. a still like she's like she's still a bit like of a a Kazi rider like she yeah, um, like she, must, she must be older than that though because she's riding under 18 she must be older than 14 because she's uh, she's definitely riding under 18s because she's in my friend's team uh, my friend's the trainer of that team so she must be older than 14 okay yeah. anyway she's young and she's insanely yeah, good and yeah, I've been I, like I said to Tom I was like man like we should like let's just get on her, on our team like snap her up now while we can you know <laughs> there you um, go you've got an open team chasing your hope so there you uh, go yeah, but you know and, there's, and there's always making a finals <laughs> making eight finals in the open uh, we'll see we'll see um, anyway yeah. that was just the I guess that was my opinion more than Thomas's <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. he, he also thinks that she makes too many mistakes but whether that's true or not we haven't really watched but but with we, time with time though she could be a cracking rider she is she is insanely good and that's insane. what Bella was saying Bella said she is like she has some insane natural talent and like yeah. was, we're talking about Luke Stokes as well like how mm-hmm. they're just so so good yeah. yeah and then Elliot Stockwell who you were training at that knockout individuals we've now got on our yeah. team 
team this coming show. Well, not this weekend. I think is the yeah. is a friendly, but coming crack, up, I think it's crack, the spring champs. Cracking little rider and fantastic lad. I had him in my under 18 team last year. Um, unfortunately, I don't have him this season. But um, he's asked me to train him again all year in individuals. Hopefully, I'll get to do that. Um, fantastic lad. He's got so much talent. He really has. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very, so I'm, very, I look very, forward to that. Um, yeah. And then his mum, his mum came and was like asking if it was okay if he uses the grey Palomino looking. I don't know what I think it's a grey because uh, I think that's his novice. And like I know, yeah, it's, the, he's like, Cromelo. It's Cromelo. He's there we go. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> she came and asked me, and I was like, "Oh, maybe go speak to Tom," because I know that that was like a controversial question. He's basically trying to ask whether, uh, like, if it's okay for him to use his main his main pony in the under 18s or for his other team. Yeah. Um, which obviously, like, uh, obviously, everyone wants him to be on his on his main pony. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think Ian's going to allow you to have him on his main pony somehow. Yeah. So no, I, I don't think I don't think yeah. it's going to work work out. No too well with that that part of things but like his his like his novice that he's been working on it's hella fast uh, i think he just mm-hmm. said he struggles with the vaults or something so there's something that's different mm. yeah i look forward to seeing yeah. how it goes this weekend yeah i, I haven't weekend. seen an issue with the cromello to be honest with you i think that knockout individuals was only second or third show but if you see how well we did in that knockout individual it's got a lot of potential and yeah i, I wouldn't see any reason why you wouldn't want him on that because he's a fantastic rider and even on a pony like that he can still put a very very good performance in yeah so I'm excited to see what he does like that was just one of the questions that I had for you it was just trying to I yeah. guess figure out on his ponies but like we've seen him on it knockout individuals mm-hmm. prime example yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, and then talking about training ponies uh, we spoke about it a bit uh, the other night um, yeah. like you've obviously brought on a couple of ponies yourself and there's other people like that sort of make it their business bringing on ponies um, mm-hmm. I've heard some people like themselves just honestly say oh no like she'd love to do that but like she's tried bringing on a pony and it didn't work so that's just not for her um, and we were talking about like there's many people that are training ponies and then their ponies just don't don't appear in, in games anymore like, yeah. it's like we're like I guess the argument could be that maybe they're not trying to produce games ponies or even if maybe they use games to produce ponies that excel elsewhere I, f- I think some people try and rush bringing ponies on um you can't bring a pony on in it in six months to a year unless unless you're one of the o'connors <laughs> uh, i don't know what what pony is that i don't know i just feel like anything that jake gets on is, is like sellable instantly <laughs> um, yeah I, I don't i don't really know the o'connors that well but Nor um, do I really a, a lot of the time, people see someone riding a pony. Like, I have to say, the O'Connors are very good riders. Um, there is plenty of other good riders out there. But just because you see someone come out on a pony and do well, don't think for a second that you're going to do anywhere near as well. Because when you train a pony, you train that pony for yourself. And no one else is going to get on that pony and instantly ride it the way that the person that's trained it. So just because you see someone bring a pony out six months to a year and do well on it don't think for a second you're going to be doing that within six months to a year because you have to completely change your riding style for that pony yeah but that's i that's, guess that's the thing with jake he can ride anything like he uh, like he adapts so well so even if it's a shit horse like he can, yeah. he can get on like majority of horses he gets on like he just makes it makes it work yeah um and then so there's that like the rider ability and then there's mm-hmm. obviously like you're saying like the the ability to train your pony yeah and then i think like the pony's uh ability to like uh retain what you've taught it mm-hmm. like, the pony can be untaught everything and knows very very quickly if 
if you have someone that doesn't know what they're doing on that pony. Yeah. So I guess it does throw a spanner in the works when like yeah. if you have a top pony, put a little child on it, it's not getting the same quality of exercise every week. Uh, it's not going up and it takes the purse. <laughs> of course, yeah. Sometimes you need to put the pony in its place. But then other people, every pony's different, you see, though. You see some ponies need putting in their place. Other ponies need nurturing. And um, like I believe we said over the weekend, some ponies you need to make them believe that they're in charge and uh, they want to do this. Every pony is different. So you have to find the right balance for that horse or pony. So, yeah, you can you can never treat one the same. That's the way I see it. What's your opinion on trading ponies or on uh, using games for like financial gains? Um, some people can make a very good career out of it, earning money. Um, and some people need to know their limits. Some people can train a pony to a point and then they need to know when to sell the pony onto someone else. Um, and you need to know how much and when to push a pony because it's very easy to train a pony to a limit and then you push it too early and you can destroy the pony. Um, there's obviously a few people out there, but like the O'Connors, they obviously do a fairly good job of making ponies and earning money, etc. And then there's other people out there that try and make a living out of it and they're obviously uh, not as good as what they think. They put high prices on their ponies don't really sell these ponies or if they do sell these ponies you never really see them ponies again at any top level because obviously they've had a good rider on them which has made them look good but really the pony's a bag of shit <laughs> to be uh... honest <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is the truth you know there is ponies out there that have gone and done a season that have looked good and then no one else can ride it but that's because that one rider has been a good rider a games rider at least but, yeah, yeah. that I guess is important because a lot of games riders aren't like well rounded riders like right. I guess if you're no. bringing on horses you want more of the flat work dressage yeah yeah. you see side. I've had Persia for 10 plus years now um, I would honestly say I'm not a good rider I could couldn't go and do a dressage test i couldn't if you put me in a dressage arena i would look absolutely stupid serious but i've spent money on having my horse schooled because i can't do that that's that's god's honest truth that's not me i'm no good at schooling etc um i'm okay at games i'm okay at training a pony to do games but for me to do proper proper good job which i'd like to think i have with my horse now it's taken me a while but i've put the time and effort into it and i see the things that my pony needs and if i can't give it to my pony i'll find someone that can and i'll pay for it if need be but yeah i, I think it's horses for courses and it depends what people want out of their horse you see i've got one now that she's everything to me so i will spend the money on the things that i can't do or i don't have well, time to when you say that you're you have someone schooling your pony uh it's actually yeah. something that tom had mentioned to me because he thought were quite interesting is because mm -hmm. you know how that sort of worked yeah uh, he said like paid livery or whatever uh exercise or whatever you call it yeah uh so does your pony stay at someone else's place and they exercise it for you and then um how does so it work? Normal, normally um my horse stays with myself um i've had her to a local yard um there's a girl i used to do pony club with um she did a lot of the schooling with my pony um but this year as i consider myself to be in a top top team um the last couple of years i've missed out on british individuals final by a point or a runoff um i felt like my pony needed that little bit extra so um there's 
a young lady, I think most people know, Erin Beach. Um, she's got a livery yard and she does a lot of schooling and a lot of exercise. And um, so I've sent my horse to her for the last couple of months because basically, because I don't have a school with lights. So over the winter, I struggle to get my horses as fit as some others. So I thought that it'd be worth my while to send my horse to Erin to get her extra fit. And um, well, she turned up to the first show and I felt like she was absolutely on form. So oh, yeah. normally, I can't be upset with that result. Well, I can't be upset with that result. So Erin, Erin's got that. herself a, a lifetime supply of uh, work with uh, Persia. Well, <laughs> well, if she keeps my horse fit enough and uh, my horse keeps performing the way she is, then uh, yeah, Persia will be staying anything? with her. She'll be staying with her for a little bit longer as long as uh, she's happy with that. So um, yeah, at, at the end of the day, I love my horse. I love her being with me. But if I can't keep her as fit during the winter, etc., as I'd like to, then if I have to pay for it, I'll pay for it. And I know Erin is absolutely fantastic with the ponies. She looks after them second to none. Um, there is not many people I'd allow to ride my pony. There really isn't. So um, yeah, for Erin to have the opportunity to ride my pony, I hope she understands that there's not many people that <laughs> I let ride my pony so uh, yeah this is yeah big big up to Erin you're looking after my pony well I was yeah yeah so anyone else that wants their pony fit extra fit send it send them to Erin she's good there's a organic plug right there for Erin yeah 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 Uh, yeah um Persia seems happy I'm happy so worth 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 the money so far um Yeah, so uh, hopefully I can make that extra point come British individuals and I can make that A final or make the final rather rather than the semi. 100%. So talking about British individuals, a ridiculous like observation or stat that Tom sent sent a message to me knowing that I was going to be talking to you tonight, which I think is ridiculous. Um, He says that me, Tom, like so myself, Tom, you and John Mm -hmm. are the only four riders that have appeared in more individuals or pairs finals, A finals, or semi-finals uh, mm. then you have in teams last year it's a, okay. it's, it's a, it's a stat he's he's done he's done the, the research we okay. are the only four riders that have appeared more times in finals for individuals or pairs than we have in teams okay I did and not know that he said that he was kind of like maybe it was influenced uh, maybe that influenced the reason why you've changed teams uh, because oh. I guess that's kind of well it's it's not why we changed teams because we've only realized the stat now but like maybe yeah. that it's like a sort of common denominator um, because you you've obviously been a, like good enough when you are riding with that pair like so like so if it was it's usually like you and john isn't it um well no i to be honest with you john decided to ride with my sister in the team um they made the team there was three yeah there was there was four, there was four of them um because originally the Hertfordshire team was meant to be lauren powell my sister john and joe Arin. and then they asked me to join and then last minute joe Arin left them or left us so i was a lo- i was the last minute thing um so I, I literally rode with john for the last two years just for my sister basically so i'd never ridden with john before um and I've, i'd already always ridden in okay teams but i think i've only done individuals for the last four years i think it is um i've never really been interested in riding british individuals or anything um but I think sometimes you need to step away from your team and find out where your really your real pecking order is. But do you like that's sort of what I'm saying. Do you not think that it's because 
like the fact that you were making more individuals and pairs finals where like it's more reliant on your individual like on you individually doing well well uh, I, only do do, I, I only joined this team because i was asked yeah so i was trying to make a team me and john because um yeah lauren lauren was going a different way my sister wasn't sure if she was going to carry on riding elliot had obviously he rode with us last season um and the year yeah last season he rode with us um and then obviously he was going to monmouth for the under 18 so obviously that would be his priority um so then there was basically me and john left so we was trying to make another team um i asked a couple of under 18s to join us i don't know if they thought they was too good to ride with us or whatnot but i was me and john was struggling to find people wanting to ride with us in Hertfordshire. yeah so we are tom and i were dealing with similar struggles yeah so um yeah even though me and john had done okay in individual seemed like we were struggling to find people wanting to ride with us and then joe asked us to join so it wasn't necessarily us wanting to leave and thinking we needed to do better the team was sort of falling apart and we wanted to make our own team but supposing no one wanted to ride with us and then yeah joe asked us so it wasn't really a <laughs> looking at oh yeah we've done better than others and we needed to do better this team just fell into our laps really for sure uh, like, yeah that's what i'm yeah. saying so it's like it's just your like the fact it's just funny how like your individual ability and your pairs ability has sort of like translated into the result that you've had at this first team competition or maybe yeah. it's just it just shows that you are good enough well as you say well that's why you're on the team otherwise you wouldn't have asked I, you you're allowed to admit I, I, it you're I, too I, humble I, I, I don't know mate you'd have to ask joe, joe that question joe's, joe's <laughs> the one that made the team um joe did say that he made the team out of people that basically were underrated that that's what he said to me look at but, you guys <laughs> i'm joking but that's I, sick I that's not a bad thing to have about yourself though is it um there's a lot of people that get too big-headed and get carried away with themselves um i'd rather be level-headed than be overrated and uh yeah stuck up your own ass basically and think that you're better than everyone else at the end of the day take every race as it comes every show as it comes that's the, that's the way i see it anyway 100 sure um i wanted to touch on the recovery from after your car crash and how long that took what sort of yeah. i'd imagine it's um, a very long story though we've really been going on for quite a while <laughs> to be honest with you um I, I got on a horse when i was still on crutches um just to prove that i could so i hopped on a horse um rode one around the field um what was it to be to be honest with you I was it didn't take me that long literally as to be honest with you, I, I don't really know how long it, it was from car accident to the next show um i'd have to look into that but it was a lot quicker than they ever expected anyway and what they told me i could do and when did you were you sort of just roll straight into it or were you like big into physio and... oh no I, I did physio when i was in hospital to get out of hospital that was it i was in hospital for three months um i had the accident 2013 December the 13th 2013 um, I was in hospital three months so I was in over Christmas and New Year um, I must have been on crutches for six months I think and I reckon I must have been I sat out of 2014 season yeah so I had a year out 2015 I was riding again so I say I probably yeah I didn't compete for a year basically yeah I had a season out basically that was it so okay but my, my thing was whatever they wanted me me to do in the hospital i need to do it before so when i was bed bound and stuff i was trying to lift weights any way i could so even with i had one good leg uh, i've done my collarbone as well so i was in the hospital i got my parents to bring me some weights so i was lifting weights with my good leg i was lifting weights with my good arm and i was trying to do as much as i could so 
when the nurses come around, I was getting myself out of bed. I was trying to change my bed. I was trying to always do as much as I could and try and stay as fit as I could because obviously you're always losing muscle when you're not doing anything. And as I say, I was stubborn. When they told me I couldn't do something, I had to do it. So yeah, I left hospital. I was in a wheelchair. I had one arm, one leg, and I was always trying to do stuff. I was just adamant that I had to get back riding. Um, when I was in hospital, I had people messaging me saying, are you going to sell me your horse now? And I was like, no. And they're like, but you're never going to be able to ride again. I was like, I will ride again. And they're like, but you're never going to be able to vault her because like she's so fast on the ground. And I was like, look, listen here, I am going to ride her. And that, that made me even more determined because people didn't believe yeah. in me. So I was just adamant that everyone was wrong. So I was just on it. I was just doing stuff just for myself. I, I had no physio. I didn't go to the gym. I was literally just locked up in my flat, just lifting myself up and out of bed, getting myself <laughs> in the living room. You know, um, I wasn't able to work for a while. So I, I was just trying to do anything I could for myself. Um, I had no help. There was no, as I say, there was no physio. There was no gym. It was just me and my mindset. That's all it was. And my stubbornness that I had to prove everyone wrong. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, a, it's one season I was out. And then I did two shows the following year. And then I was just away then. I was just at home practicing which i never practiced i never practiced but i was practicing then because i had to make sure that i come back yeah. and that i could achieve what no one else thought i could um i can remember my first show when i rode in that greater london west um we went in stepping stones and so, someone had injured themselves so it was the first we race and i said right uh, there was only four of us that weekend and someone had injured themselves so that's right i'm i'm going twice we're going to get eliminated from this race and i'm going twice and i was like you are i was like i'm going first i'm gonna have a hat band on my wrist and I'm going to vault back. And then I was like, you're mad. I was like, yeah, but I'm going to do it. And I went over the stepping stones with my dodgy foot. I vaulted and I looked across. I thought, I'm winning. I was actually ahead of it. I've got, I've got this on video. Yeah. But I was so determined, so determined that everyone else was wrong. There's that that that's what got me through it all like my horse because my horse wasn't an easy ride and everyone was telling me that i couldn't do it and i was so determined not to be proved wrong yeah so yeah that, that's the main thing that got me through it is my mindset positive mindset that's that's what that's what it's gets insane, you through things man. i think i'm yeah. glad you did it's been it's been fun competing with you it's sick <laughs> yes <laughs> otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation yeah man. Um, I, I, I enjoy it so this last weekend nuts pairs mm -hmm. uh you rode with libby kennedy yeah uh, uh, great results for uh, Joe and Eric. Like barely dropped any points in that final. It was insane. Yeah. Um, and obviously, well done to Ben and Sam. It was a cool seeing them riding together as a pair. It was fun riding mm -hmm. against them. Yeah. Uh, we thought that they were going to run away with it in the beginning, uh, but it was crazy that Joe and Eric managed to come up and take that. It was insane. Yeah. Um, also had good results from Mason and Harry. I think after the first day uh, going overnight, it's always like exciting to see at the end of like you know everyone's up at the bar and you're trying to figure out where you are you only have one yeah. more session and it was only six races to then like if you've made if you've stuffed up your first two sessions like six races isn't really a lot to come back you know yeah um uh, but yeah so mason and harry uh they were a new pair i don't think i've seen them ride together before yeah uh, and they were second i think overnight but doing super well they did some mm -hmm. like yeah. some crazy good points yeah um but yeah so that was cool thought i'd just bring that up yeah uh i think we'll chat I just, to i'd just like chat. to say eric this was his first show over here on his pony and because obviously i'd seen him ride at the first show the team show on uh a borrowed pony wow like him on his pony the passes he was taking the equipment he was doing absolutely flat out like it, it 
it was like watching John Evans. Like some of the stuff he was pulling out was amazing. I, I have to give yeah a big thumbs up to Eric. Like I, I see him ride before. I thought yeah it was okay, but this weekend he was out of the world. He really was. Right? Crazy. Yeah. I, I think it was very, the, very on the first day he was like, oh, like, I just go as fast as I can. I just want to go. It's all or nothing. I was yeah. like, oh, sick man. Like, I like <laughs> yeah. It works it for you. Yeah. He, was, he was pulling it off. It wasn't like he was just going shit or butt. He's obviously practiced and practiced. And yeah, I was very, very impressed with Eric. I really was very. And then in that A final, uh, it was just crazy. Like so going into the A final, like obviously you have your strategy, you ride by it, and you get your points, make your mm-hmm. A final fine. And then once we were in there, I think the first race was Quaid, and yeah. Tom goes. Uh, I think I started Quaid. Um, but flipping hell, once I had my Quaid on on the cone like it was mm-hmm. really like everyone was gone i was like holy shit this is another level and i was yeah. like okay cool gotta step this up now unfortunately mm-hmm. we managed to come back and get some points but then we, we struggled a bit because like i don't know how you ride or pair for a final but like you look at your races you see which races are your strong races and you're like okay well mm-hmm. we're gonna when you try and get good points in these races this race maybe try and sit in there and just try and get it right blah 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 and the races that we sort of banked on getting points on we we just weren't getting those points like they were just everyone yeah. was faster than us yeah uh, and like i wasn't too cool you like you could maybe be faster than them by i guess risking more but then as you say you want to go as fast as you can with knowing 100 percent that you're not going to make a mistake mm-hmm. uh, and i guess that's what's, what's what we did we tried our best and came third and it was cool and we're happy yeah. with that but it's, it's, it's kind of what we came third last year as well so it's kind mm-hmm. of like you're happy with your results and like we we feel like we rode well and it was cool but like, oh, hopefully hopefully next year we can come second <laughs> Yeah, Maybe well, first. You know, I want a little bit of an improvement. <laughs> yeah, well, we always aim to do better. But as I say, in every race, you've just got to, you, you just got to ride your own race. You can't look and think of anyone else because as soon as you start trying to catch up, that's when you mess up. I feel but, like it's okay to mate. watch someone else's race if it's, just to make sure that you have time like if yeah. like there's yeah. there's times where, where you have a lead like and I'm well happy to look over my shoulder to like I guess see if I can like how big of a check can I take to pick up this toolbar yeah. so yes yeah but you can't push to try and catch someone up. you can't push to try and catch someone up because that's when you make mistakes I find yeah, yeah. as you say yeah so I have to look look like before I set off I tend to sort of have a glance where people are how much time I've got for how steady or fast I need to take the race but i never push beyond what i would normally do if you know what i mean i, I have a certain speed that i can do each race in yeah don't break that i think and unless you're well last and you've got nothing to lose then you can go shoot or bust but you're better off taking say three points than throwing away three points or two points that's the way i try and look at it yeah but yeah no definitely for sure and then i guess we can just end it on the competition coming up next weekend spring show yeah are you going to be there I will be there, yeah. Um, I will have both my teams there, so I'll be right I can't open. hear you, man. I'm, I'm worrying that this isn't recording. I, no, it's still I can't recording. Hear you very well. It says recording Sometimes still. talking, then it comes through a bit late, so I'm not sure if it's signal. Uh, I've got plenty of signal. I've got 5G here. Maybe it is Can recording. We'll just go for it anyway. But yeah, yeah. so you, you are riding then? Yeah, so I'm riding. Um, I'm there with my Yorkshire team, and um, I've got a Cumbria team in the under-18s coming as well. So um, yeah, should be a good weekend, hopefully. It's going to be knackering for me, so I won't be up the bar as much because obviously uh you know i'll be riding well i'll be riding my main pony in yorkshire and then obviously yeah i've got the 
under 18 to look after as well. So I'm going to be on my best behavior this weekend. Uh, so he says, we'll see you at the bar. Well, <laughs> you, know, you may see me at the bar, but, you know, I've got people relying on me. It's a bit different when you're doing pairs on your novice or doing individuals. It's just yeah. you, you that you got to let down then in individuals. So, no, I'll Fair be good. Enough. Let's just have your yeah. predictions to end this off. Predictions Ooh. for the spring show. A final. Oh, I haven't even seen what teams are going. Are they all going? Uh, I'm not too sure when Shropshire South like come to the party. There's like there's like three or four big teams that aren't around at the moment. Um, it, was it South South Warwickshire? Was it Bradley Stamps team? Yeah, yeah. Um. They they seem pretty good this weekend. Um, I don't. Is that a proper team though? I don't know. Okay, so I don't know. Because, because last we weekend, should... last weekend there was a lot of made up teams. Um, mm. obviously you've got so you've got your Sussex West Sussex looked like they had a lot of potential for sure. Um, they got they got a couple of young riders, and then if Eric's on his main pony, they're going to be good. Um, and then obviously you have got Shropshire South, um, Royal Berkshire, um, Mazamzi teams looking pretty good. Um. Uh, who else is there? Well, there's you guys. I think we need to put you in. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that we make it again. Um, I'm trying to think what other good team. Uh, so we'll have you in there then. Yeah, I've done a way I should say this team or not. Um, obviously, Northumberland are a very good team, but it all depends where they got their heads at. So I found the last show, their heads weren't into winning. They've got some very, very good riders. Yes. Yes. Right, I'm trying to remember all of the good teams. Oh, I'll let the yellow going. I don't know. They would be in it though if they were there. I think yeah, let's, I let's just so. do a first, second, third prediction. Assuming that everyone is there, Ooh. who do you think will win the competition? Or who do you think will be uh, in the top three? <laughs> Ooh. Um, right, okay. This is going to sound really bad, but I'm going to go Yorkshire win. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to go Royal Berkshire. Then, and then Sussex. I'm gonna go Sussex. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. And then I guess. And would, the you like my re- would you like my reasonings why? Well, I mean, yeah, why not? Let's go. Yes, please. Well, I'd like to think we're going to have John for this weekend, which Luke was amazing. But I think having John is just going to give us that extra edge. And even though, well, I don't know what's happening with the Royal Berkshire team, are they going to have young Sam or are they going to have Mike Robert? I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. Obviously. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with that team. Um, and who's going to be in the Sussex team? Is it going to be Benji and the French guy they had this time? Or is it going to be the other two French guys they had at the end of last season? I feel like it might be all the French all the French people. Mm. You see, you just don't know what's going to happen to the teams, do you? So, but I'm, I'm going to go Yorkshire, hopefully, with the win. That's all that matters. We have your, we have your win prediction. We'll see if you're right uh, next week. That's what I hope anyway. Like, I'd, I'd like to think that we've ju- we, we was pretty close at the last show, which I did not expect at all. But if we have John with us as well, I'd like to think it will give us that extra edge from the last yeah. show. So yeah, that's that's what I'd like. Cool. Well, yeah, it's been. I, I hope I'm right anyway. <laughs> that would be amazing. It really would be amazing. I think if we was to win, that would be a yeah turn up for the books. I don't think anyone would have imagined Yorkshire to rock up and uh, come second and then first. It would be a dream come true, really would. So that's why I'm cool. going to go with it. That's why I'm going to go well, with it. Well, I wish you luck, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, All right. You too, mate. Yeah, it's been so, a pleasure chatting. You're, yes. like, you're like such a, a, a modest guy and it's always like you've always been super friendly to me and seeing you around at shows and things. Uh, so it's been a pleasure chatting and hearing, letting everyone hear your story and getting to know you. Yeah, you too, mate. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. And, uh, Sick. Yeah, good, good luck in a couple of weeks and I will see you, see you there, mate. Sick, brilliant. Have a good evening. You too, mate. Speak soon. Cheers, bro. Cheers, bro. Bye.